stuff, kid. All I gotta say is Portland can't say shit. Welcome to Sounder Scuttlebutt. My name is Aaron Lingley, and I'm here as always with Cameron Collins, your El Presidente. And we're coming back from, uh, we last recorded, uh, I think I'd entitled it, uh, The Skidmark Ends. That was, <laughs> <laughs> that was when we, uh, shoot, what did we win? That was, uh, I can't even remember now, because we've played three games since then. It was LAFC. Yeah, because we were going down to Skid Row. That was mm-hmm. the that was the terminology I was using, and then we played FC Dallas, mm-hmm. and now we're recording the day after we just played a gut wrenching match in Atlanta down south in the the dirty dirty. Uh, I guess that's NOLA, isn't it? New Orleans. Yeah. yeah All right. Well, still. forget what I'm saying. Everything sucks. How are you doing, Mister Road Tripper? Oh, I'm doing good. I'm here in uh, Austin, Texas, in the hotel lobby because. Uh, my companion is uh, watching a movie, so I came down here to work and uh, hanging out with Steve over here, who's uh, working the front desk. Is cool. So um, hi, Steve. <laughs> we're just having a, a a good time down here and uh, watching watching all the cool stuff going on. It's uh it's hot here in Austin, man. It's real hot. It's uh, still hot up here. Not as bad as I think last time we recorded. No, but, but- it, it was ninety nine today. I think here. Hey, Willie, you know, uh, you can you can see because uh, we have screens and cameras. I am still in my garage. Yeah. However, uh, my wife got a walking desk because she basically told her doctor, doctor, uh, I'm too sedentary as I work from home, which is true. Uh, you're working from home and you're at home. So she got a walking desk and a like a adjustable height desk. Long story short, the desk that she was using, we've moved into the garage, which I've made about eight square feet for, and I will continue to uh, advance this area. But this is going to be my little, my little quote-unquote studio. Ooh. So the the forced air unit you see behind me in this uh, jankety IKEA shelving unit, well, it'll be fixed up, and you'll see some s- Sounders scarves and. Flags, and I'll get my big mic set up, and uh, more importantly, uh, my flat screen and wheel and pedals and F1 simulator. Ooh, but, then yeah. you can come play without having to worry about waking up the baby. Mm-hmm. And and actually, most importantly, I can actually set up right now, record, and not worry about uh, either waking up the baby or the baby interrupting the podcast. So uh, mm-hmm. That's that's my scuttlebutt. That's literally all I've done. I'm in the garage. It's a little hot, but I'm excited because it's my own little space now. What I, I hear you have some scuttlebutt for us. I do. I, I don't do. know what this is. I don't know this. I'm surprised. Uh, first, we'll I'm, surprised. first, I'm going to say I, I went to two movies today. It was a, since it was 100 degrees out, I um, and and we still have tomorrow here in Austin. We decided to say an extra day before we head down towards Louisiana. So I went and saw Bullet Train, starring Ooh. Brad Tritt, Pitt, mm-hmm. Brad, Brad Tripp, apparently. Brad Pitt and others. Uh, I had uh, never heard of it before, um, but I loved it. 
it it's you know it's a little cliche, but I think all the movies like this are going to be at this time. Think Lock, Stock, and Two Smoking Barrels. It's basically a Guy Ritchie meets Quentin Tarantino movie, is what it is. So if you oh, like really? those, if you like those guys, you're going to like this. Okay, I I love the Guy Ritchie movies. Quentin Tarantino, I think, is brilliant, but also pretty annoying. Yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so it, it reminds me a little bit of those two combined. And then okay. at the same time, I also went and saw Nope, the new Jordan Peele movie, which is a super awesome Western sci-fi horror film. Yeah, it looks pretty trippy. Yeah, it was, you know, I think it's getting some mixed reviews. I really enjoyed it. Uh, I was entertained the entire time, and uh, there's a lot of stuff going on in it, and it's super visually cool. So I definitely recommend checking out both of those. Is that your scuttlebutt? No, that's not my Oh, okay. I was like, okay, you got me all like, my nipples were hard for a second. Oh, now they're totally you're, soft. You're going to okay. enjoy this one, though. That I just wanted to throw those out there because I saw them today. But um, okay. the other week, I got a text message from friend of the show, Dan Boniface. Mm-hmm. Uh, friend of the Discord as well. Yeah, friend of the Discord, uh, whose son is tearing it up in the Rapids youth system along with Jossie's artist's son. So that's super cool. Shout out to Beckham, who's... Uh, uh, I mean, on his way to making that Rapids roster, unless I get Garth on it sooner rather than later to bring him over here. But um, Dan sent me an episode or an article in the 18, which of course is the 18.com, T H E 18.com, that is entitled, Here's Who Premier League Teams Would Be If They Raced in Formula One. So. <laughs> We can bring our love of both, <laughs> and people don't even need to get mad that we're talking yeah. about Formula One for a change. So, okay, okay, okay. So the first team they say is Mercedes. Who do you think Mercedes is? Oh, who do I want it to be? Yeah, who and, and, and I could, and I could, and I could argue it to be mm-hmm. us. Yeah, so, no, no, this is Premier League, Premier League, not MLS. Oh, good. Okay, uh, Liverpool. So that would Man, be a good yeah. answer. They say Man City. And the argument is yeah. they've been dominant for a while. I'm going to argue Chelsea. And maybe it's because I'm old and Chelsea dominated for me much longer than Manchester City has. Manchester City is new on the domination front. I know they've okay. won a bunch in the row, but I would, I, would, I would put Mercedes as Chelsea. But they have Mercedes as Man City. So then they have Chelsea as Red Bull, which is interesting. I, would put I can see it. I'm just not happy for you. Yeah, I would put them as Liverpool. But uh, it's interesting. So guess who they have as Ferrari? It's Liverpool. Oh, really? Yeah, I would have said I was going to say Man United for yeah, Man United. because of all the, the like, gaffes they do. Man we United makes they sense. have but, all the resources to but be But they talented. put McLaren as Man United, so which also kind of makes sense because McLaren has a long history of being good uh, uh-huh. until recently. Well, then they went down. Now they're good. But, um, you know, who knows now that they fired Daniel Ricciardo and are bringing up the young guy. What's going to happen to them? They're going to have two young drivers. Wait, is that that news drop that he's not racing for the rest of the season? Oh, or that ne- it's just his next, last season? Last season. Next season, oh, okay, he's when getting he said fired. I mean, they're bringing okay. in uh, – Yeah. Well, he had another year in his contract. But next year, they're dropping him and bringing up Oscar Pistor- – No, whatever. Not yeah, Oscar Pistor- yeah, I was going to say Oscar Pistorius. So that's the guy who got shot uh, – <laughs> who shot his girlfriend, who is the yeah, runner the one, with the one leg, no legs, no leg. Okay. Okay. So uh, they are getting off the rails here. So let's keep going. <laughs> Alpine is Tottenham. Okay. I, I think that probably makes sense. Alphatari is Southampton because all their players go up to be good on other teams. Uh, Aston Martin is Newcastle 
and then they have Williams as leads, the one's great team that is terrible now, <laughs> and Alfa Romero's Everton, which uh, I don't know. And, of course, Haas is Fulham because USA. <laughs> That's true. Although That's, although McLaren like is, is run by Zach Brown, who's an American, good California boy. So, And who and who did they pick for McLaren? Man, no, Man U? Uh, yeah. Uh, aren't they... Oh, they're owned by Americans by too. Americans. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's a really good point. So, yeah, How's the, do I sound okay here in the lobby? There's, there is some people. Uh, you going see, on you that and way. the entire lobby sounds fantastic. Great, great, great. <laughs> so, if they want to come on the show, they're pretty much on it already. So, <laughs> it's you, okay. If you're, you're on the road, you're good. If you're listening and you're a fan of F1 and the Premier League, I want to know what you think. So, uh, you know, this is every one of these could be argued the way they have it, and every one of them could be different. So. Uh, I, I'm. I think I'm biased, being a Chelsea supporter and loving Lewis. That uh, I am definitely would put Chelsea as uh, Mercedes, but uh, <laughs> you know that's just how I, it can, is. I can get their argument. Um, but yeah. yeah, okay, yeah, it's funny. That's so, cool. Yeah, so uh, I thought it was pretty cool, and um, we should do one for the Sounders uh, for the MLS. Like who? Who is? Because because I honestly I think the Sounders would be Red Bull. Or no, they could be Mercedes. New, new, they, came in late and have dom. If we look at the whole history of F one, yeah, came yeah, in yeah, late yeah, yeah. and dominated. Yeah, we're we're Mercedes. We're Mercedes. Yeah, we're you're Mercedes. Right. You're yeah. right. And Red Bull would be Atlanta. Sure. The upstarts that have come in been successful. Yeah, I mean Red Bull's been around for a minute too, That's longer true. than Mercedes. That's true because Mercedes bought into the. Um, was it Renault? I'd almost say Red Bull's Galaxy. Mm. As of late, obviously Red Bull's good, and LA Galaxy kind of have, but they've been pun- they, they've been spending money to try to be good. But um, it's just I don't think the the, uh, the the winning form that teams have in F1 right now to compare to MLS teams. Mm. I think the Sounders is clear cut that like the right yeah. win yeah. win 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 and renew that makes complete sense. Mm. But the there's just not a lot of the parity's too big, and there's there's really no parity in in F1. If you're good, you kind of uh, you can snowball. And I do want to so. sh- shout out. There's a new podcast called Choosing Sides F1. It's a Sports Illustrated podcast, and they go through every team. And there's a guy on it who knows nothing. He's a tennis player, knows nothing about F1, and is being introduced to every team one by one. They're about halfway through the teams right now. It's great if you need a primer on uh, who all these teams are and the stuff we're talking about, highly recommend it. And even if you love it, it's it's cool because there's history I didn't know about like the mega scandals with Renault and, uh, and them getting banned and McLaren and stuff like that. Like there's been some crazy stuff. That's, that's kind of an interesting one. Yeah, and it's a summer break in F1, by the way. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, thank you for letting us talk F1 through the the the, the lens of soccer. The lens of so- soccer, yeah. So, um Let's bring it back to soccer. Um, nice Sonics hat, red mm. and black. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Shout out to uh, our friends over at Simply Seattle who gave me this hat. Yeah, that's basically where that's where you need to get all your Sonic stuff, right? Simply. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's where uh, you get it. But I was in their offices, so they gave me a hat, which is really. Of course cool. you were. Of course you were in their offices. Striking up some deals for minor league basketball and all that. 
baller. Shot collar, 20-inch blades. Um, so <laughs> we left off LAFC, right? That was our next match after we recorded. And I think what we can really – what I really want to talk about um, is really more the Atlanta match and where where we can see going forward. But let's talk about LAFC and FC Dallas just to bring this up. Mm-hmm. Um, LAFC, what's your 30,000-foot view on that match? I mean, it feels like a year ago at this point. It does. I, it's, it's, I almost forgot to even bring it up. Road uh, game. You know, we got beat. Um, I thought we looked good. I thought, yeah, we looked good, but... Uh, it looked like we were punching above our, our, our weight right now, right? I mean, they're, they're look at them. <laughs> look what they've created. We didn't have Gareth Hill start or Keelina even play. Did Keelina even play in our match? I don't think so. I don't think so. Um, not that I think he'd be too much of a, a a factor other than just solid defender. But I'm sorry if I'm jumping in on you, but I thought we played well. No, um, I mean, I think that's, uh, I think my opinion is probably colored by the most recent game. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I would like uh, uh, some points on the road. I think you always want to win at home points on the road. Um, so to not get a result is unfortunate. And it, I have the standings up right now. Here's our away record. Three, eight, and one. That's three mm-hmm. wins, eight losses, only one draw. We how only ma- have two draws this whole season. How many losses at home, two? Four. Oof. We've lost Oof. 12, dude. 12. Is that the most mm-hmm. we've ever lost in a single season? I don't think the most ever. Maybe because we were playing more games than we did seven, eight, nine years ago. That's true. Uh, we'd have to maybe look that up. But I'm on it. I I know that we had lost 11 matches in 2016. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was by this point, but we know what <laughs> happened in 2016. That's true. But um, we lost a lot of those matches before before we started winning them. They were so, on the first half, and we had the greatest second half in the history of MLS. So yeah, we need that to start now. So LAFC was a loss. Um, I thought it was a fairly close match. Um, Again, I think we were punching above our weight. FC Dallas, I was there, was able to go. Obviously, you've been on your road trip, but mm-hmm. uh, went went with uh, a buddy I haven't seen in about three or four months. We met up at uh, Flat Stick, our, our watering hole. Saw Nick Nicholas Biella. We had him nice. on uh, regarding the Pumas away trip, mm-hmm. and uh, in, in that match, I was actually a little. I was more impressed, actually, by the team against LAFC, but I was happier with the outcome against right, Dallas right, right. One. I mean, Dallas is a weird team, right? They started off the season super, super hot and really good, and then they they faltered lately. But uh, they're a young team. They've got so many good players in their system that are that they just sell. And so I think they get hurt by that constantly. But, uh, you know, Dallas is always a threat to us, I feel like. So I, I'm real happy we were able to come away. And – Stepping back for a second, the most losses we've ever had in a season was 14 in 2016. Okay. And then okay. we had 13 in 2015. So we have I four I want to see the splits on this 2016 year. Like, yeah, they're probably all before. <laughs> most of them are before the... Um, Did we only... I mean, if I think we might have only lost like one or two games on that stretch, though. I mean, it was the best stretch ever, so maybe you yeah, can silently yeah. thumb that, but... Yeah, for sure. So that might kind of lead into what I, how I feel after we were done talking about the team right now, after we're done talking about 
this Atlanta match. But yeah, I think FC Dallas is always a tricky team to play, not even just this year, but always. Uh, they don't have an identity that you can kind of look back at last year and say, this is how they're going to play because <laughs> half their roster is different. And, uh, and anyone that comes into Lumen, it's going to be at least trying to play on their A game, whether they produce it or not. Uh, it's like, I'm a Laker fan. So when you're playing the Lakers, you're, this is, this might be your, your quote unquote finals, right? This is your Super Bowl. This is, you're playing Seahawks fans for years, other than this last couple of years. Anyone playing us, it always seemed like they brought their A game and we were playing almost to react to it uh, because everyone wanted to beat us. That's what it feels like with the Sounders. Um, and that's what FC Dallas did, in my opinion. We They just made us a little bit more disjunct. I was really frustrated watching that match. Uh, and But at least we got a penalty kick that was legit. And Jordan Morris got laid the F out, man. Did you, were you able to watch any of these games? Yeah, live? yeah, yeah. So, uh, not live, but uh, I did. I did watch them after the fact, and uh, you know, it's funny because then he did the same thing again <laughs> the next game. So uh, he's just drawing penalties, right? Yeah, I mean, I, I was at the match. I couldn't quite tell what happened, and I was on our, our Discord, and Dan Bonifaz is actually he's like he watching it. He's like, yeah, no, that's a penalty. It, it, it's quite quite clear. I'm like, okay, I can't quite. It, because sometimes they jump up like that, and you think, oh, they're going to give it to the keeper. Yeah, that was uh, not going for the ball at all. But I'm um, glad he came out okay, uh, Jordan, that is. So, yeah, frustrating that we didn't actually get a run of play goal in that one. And then comes, should we just get to Atlanta, or do you have anything more to say on that? Because at least we no, I think scored a run of play It was goal. a win. I'll take three points we needed, and it put us back right up there in the playoff hunt, uh, which made this Atlanta game super important. By the way, after Siggy Schmid was fired following the 3-0 loss to uh, Sporting KC on the 24th of July 2016, uh, he was fired on the 26th. I remember that KC game really well. I was actually in the car driving from Portland to Eugene to go watch uh, Paris Saint-Germain play against uh, Inter Milan. Uh, and that was just such a disappointing game. After that, the Sounders only lost three games. Um, and one of those okay. was in the conference semifinals when we lost 2-1 to Dallas after the 3-0 home win. So that, that game didn't matter. Uh, <laughs> that loss didn't matter. So only two real losses. Oh yeah, because yeah, it was home away. I'm like, yeah. we didn't. We won. We won the cup. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So so uh, so really, only two losses. We lost two one to Dallas at, at Dallas, and we lost two one uh, or four two at at Portland. Uh, yeah. Interesting. Rough. So one of the teams we lost to is one of the teams we've lost to in this second half mm-hmm, mm-hmm. of the second most like incredible comeback. Because right. it started with a CONCACAF Champions League. Um, okay, interesting. So We do have Portland coming up, too. Uh, but we I do, August 26th lose. at Portland. Yeah. But yeah, let's talk about this Atlanta game where, um, you know, we go down early. Um, I'd say a rough first half for us. We didn't look good. Uh, we couldn't complete anything, but we owned the match. Yeah, we just... I didn't, I we didn't weren't see doing Atlanta. Anything, though. We didn't give Atlanta the opportunity to do anything. We had the ball and couldn't produce, yeah. I think, shots. Yeah. And and in the Discord and on Twitter, actually, I was really surprised the traction just – I've been with family coming to visit. We had a barbecue today. And so all weekend I've been preparing. Uh, like, heads the, I'm in the garage, the desk in here, clean up the house. You know what you do when family's coming over to your house. It's, mm-hmm. Oh, shit, better clean. So – 
I haven't really been on social media for the last like four or five weeks or four or five days, just kind of like one or two things, just checking. And I've been delayed on stuff, but I did put out one tweet and it was my predicted lineup, what I want. And it was the exact lineup we saw, but it wasn't Will Bruin. It was Rui Diaz because in FC Dallas, in the end of the game, granted he was subbed on, he ran 65, 70 yards sprint and, and looked fine. And to me, that's him saying, I, I'm ready to start. Get yeah. me out there. I'm putting this effort in now and not just being warm, getting my juices flowing. He's like, I'm sprinting right now. Look what I can do. He needed to start that match. And if he started that match, we score a goal in that first half. We uh, score a goal in that first half, butterfly effect. Yeah, I don't yeah, think yeah. they score. I think that I think game win. That game changes once he's on the field. I mean, you see it how much change. better we got and how I'd say how much more dangerous we were. It, it was it was absolutely clear as soon as he was on the field, even with him being rusty. Just this just this attention he draws when he's dribbling the ball in the attacking third. The, your jaw dropped. Uh, like I forgot how awesome you are, little flea. Like, <laughs> like he was literally like, how did he get out of that? How did he get out of that? Not that you want that every time he has the ball, and he doesn't do that every time he has the ball. He actually interchanges and plays with the teammates, and that's what Will Bruin I don't think can really do anymore. Man, mm. I love the guy. I love that he's still on this team, and he's such Great a good backup. dude. I mean, I know. Like, I've gotten to hang out with the Meta Lions Council before, and I, he is so awesome. Like. It's just I don't not want him on the team. No, yeah. I just and right now he is not a starter for us when when Rui Diaz, in my opinion, was available. Yeah, now, I, if he's not available. I'm not getting at Schmetzer for Montero or Bruin. Crap. I mean, maybe put in uh, what's our young kid who already has a goal. Uh, I keep wanting to say Danny, but that's not true. What's his name? He scored first goal. Brain fart. Dylan Tevez. Oh my god. Tevez. Yes, thank you. God. Uh sorry, dude. Um we love but you, that's Dylan. why you need to play more so I can, I can remember your name. But like e- even that, I don't I'm not judging Schmetzer, but this one was like, no, this is, needs to be Rui Diaz. And then you could sub him out. Get the job done, sub out at half, sub out in, at the sixty minute instead of the reversal. I mean I, we needed these points, man. Yeah, I think he's we, the kind of player though that once he's on, you're not subbing him off like that. It's easier to sub him on late as a super sub. I don't um, know. You have but, pre-game warm-ups. You have all the same rituals you normally do when you start a match that he could do versus sitting on a bench watching, 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 watching. I don't think they do the short I don't think warm-ups. they sub him in if we're winning though. That's the thing. I don't. But I don't think he. I, we weren't winning, and he wasn't playing. My point is, right, he but, needed to start for us to be winning. No, but I'm saying that if if then you sub him off. Yeah, but they're not going to do that. They're going to wait and see if we need him in the game because if we we can rest him another day, that's better than putting him in early, especially because he, he, at this point... I don't think this is wait-and-see kind of stuff, dude. I think these are matches we need to play to win at the at the first whistle. But what if the where risk, we're at, right now. at the risk of losing him for the rest of the season if he re-aggravates it? I don't, I don't think there's a risk of end-of-season er, injury with him. I think these are nagging injuries, but what he showed against FC Dallas, in my opinion, and I hear where you're coming from, yes, I would fucking hate to lose him. For we're done. Three if weeks. We, we're if, done. If we're we done. lose him any more this season, we're done. Like, and actually, to your point, it, it wouldn't be a season-ending injury, but it would be season-ending production for the team if, if he's if he's not able to play for the next three or four weeks. So I hear you there, but at, at one point you got you got to you don't have to play full ninety. Just get him out there and take care of business. In my opinion, and I think 
we would have won that match if if that happened. Mainly because what I saw from Will Bruin was more detriment than it was actually producing. He had two or three moments. I where mean, that's it was, what we're seeing. Dude, though. that was terrible. Why? What were you thinking there? Not reading this and just like he just seemed off. Whether it's him or Freddie, that's what we've seen over and over again since mm-hmm. Reedy has been out there. We've seen a nice moment from Will. We've seen a nice moment from Freddie, but otherwise they've dropped off the map, uh, which is why it was interesting to find out that we were in on the Luis Suarez uh, talks, trying to get him to come to the MLS, but he chose his hometown club over us. You know, yeah. Where where did you hear that though? I mean, I'm not surprised because his best friend is on this team and they joked about it before. No, Brian Schmetzer said it. Oh, really? Yeah. So, uh, Good old Coach Schmetzer talked about, of course, we were, I mean, I don't know if it was ever a realistic thing that it would happen, but the Sounders definitely made inquiries, which, of course, they're going to. Which were, as we talk, it's the seventh. Uh, Obviously, this Atlanta match happened on the the sixth, so we knew that uh, uh, the August 4th deadline was over and nothing, and we also knew that there was likely nothing going to happen, at least uh, from a first-team standpoint from Mm -hmm. signing anybody, but seeing Gareth Bale score that goal he did uh, against RSL and these shiny things happen. Uh, yeah. Major FOMO. Major FOMO. I always get FOMO though is the thing is, and I, I tell Garth this all the time when I see him, it's just like, I know he, I know he has a plan. Also, we obviously aren't doing his plan because I don't think he and Schmetz are on the same page right now, but um, his plan uh, is more of a long-term plan, which means, we did our our ultimate goal this year was to win Concacaf Champions League and make us an international brand. We've done that. So if we don't win the MLS Cup, it's not a lost season. We're champions already. We've won something bigger. It'll be a bummer, of course. We want to, but I think um, we 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 went all in at the beginning of the season to try and win. We just have lost too many people uh, and can't bring in. Don't have the money to bring in people. Yeah, that's what it is. It's, in, it's how it always is. And, and, and the fans hate it, but here's the thing. He has to do everything he can with the money he gets. And people get mad when he says that, but what they don't realize is he's taking the blame. See you tomorrow. He's taking the blame. Saying bye to, to Steve here, the awesome <laughs> dude at the front. Uh, he's taking the blame for it when it's – no offense, Adrian. I know you're probably listening to this, and you know I love you and respect you. Uh, our ownership isn't willing to put the money up to get a player like of that quality because the return isn't going to be the same. They just don't. I mean, they would have to give out so much. So we do. We have to do more with less. We're not New York. We're not LA. We're not Atlanta. But guess what? We've done more with less over and over and over again. We have to hit on every DP, unlike these other cities who can go out and sign a Gareth Bale, and if he blows it, who cares? Yeah, fair enough. What did what, what did you mean by you don't think that Garth Lagaway and Schmetz are on the same page? You know, uh, I think um, Garth has talked about it, not that, but about his plan on uh, Sounders Weekly, and, and Jackson was on our show talking about it, and clearly they're not resting players midweek when they're supposed to. Because they want, I mean, they want to win now, obviously. So uh, it makes sense to me. But when you have Nico out there midweek, it worries me because he only has so much tread left on that knee. 
that's one that that's that's an injury that's not going to get better. Mm-hmm. And the more we put him out there, the more I worry about that. So it, it seems like he, Garth and Schmetz just don't see eye to eye on who should be playing all the time. You know, Schmetz would love to see more young people out there too. Rather, you know, more Tevez. I'm sure. I, I'm I'm not speaking from any thing he's told me directly. This is just from speaking to him over the years. My insight into Garth is that he believes in the youth and thinks Tevez should be out there starting, I'm sure, over a Will Bruin. Mm-hmm. Now, what's happening in practice? Who knows? Maybe he hasn't earned it. Yeah. And the, and you have to earn it, right? You have to earn it. We did Not see Leo Chu out there. But for other, other, other players. Yes, we did, and I yeah. wanted him out there. Um, what do you think Leo of him Chu? since he's your boy? You know, honestly... Honestly, I, I wasn't... I. I was looking for moments where I was like, yeah, boy. Um, and there were some. I, and I don't and I don't point this all on him. There were other players, too, where it's just like, uh, like that. that's a really good play. That was a little too, that was a little too uh, ballsy. That was a little too, I, I don't know. I mean, he's trying to make something happen on the wing every single time. And he's at the kind of position where he he needs to either throw a cross in or make or make something happen. It's not so much playback all the time, right? He's not in the midfield midfield, so he's gonna be put out on an island. And when he makes mistakes, especially when he's under a microscope, it's gonna be kind of uh, what do they call it a confirmation bias. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to on the positive side, on the optimistic side, trying to get confirmation bias. And I think he played well. I also don't think he had any freaking options any. Because I didn't think Will Bruin was really working with anyone very well in this match on either side, Jordan Morris or Leo Chu or Nico Ladero. No, and, he was coming back when he shouldn't. He wasn't holding the ball where he should. He was passing the ball in the wrong direction from where the player, the run was being made. It was just, it was so disjunct that I don't think you can really fault either wing or even the midfield because I don't think there was the right person up front. So I was happy to see him. I think he needs consistent minutes. I want to mm-hmm. see, I want to see him up there again because I think it's pretty clear rolled on needs to be in the midfield. And I'll say one more thing. Oh, we, And we've seen him. how good, how good he's playing back there, which he's so good. And there was apparently in the FC at Lumen, there were uh, men's national team coaches there. And I wonder if that Smetch thing, come watch this game, because if you only see him as a right-side midfielder, look what he can do in the midfield as, as a CDM, mm-hmm. box-to-box kind of player, because he can do that for you in Qatar as well. Yeah, I mean, he should be so, starting, or not starting maybe, but subbing in before Kellen Acosta at that position. Yeah, I mean, we, we know he's absolutely a, a baller there. He's uh, my, my buddy Tor. OG Scuttlebutter uh, called him a fire hydrant. <laughs> it's just you don't want to run into one of those. Um, they're solid. So um, I think we've got our main lineup right now, especially with Rudy as being healthy. Uh, good, good point on um, midweek matches, condensed matches that we're not going to probably see that we shouldn't probably see that lineup because I, I my fear with Ladero's knees is 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 there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but but what you, we've seen when he's healthy or, or in playing, and when Lodero, I mean, uh, when Rui Diaz is playing, though, so we're back to that old team. The, dude, they were they, they like so everything's just started clicking. Mm-hmm. Rusnak, um, he doesn't get many opportunities to actually score a goal with the, the role he plays right now. And when Rui Diaz, I think this is when Rui Diaz came on. Maybe I'm wrong, and and I'll throw my hands if I'm wrong. But he had that not quite a sitter. 
but something that Russ Nag normally just curls it into the side netting from the left side of the box. He was maybe like 12, 13 yards out. Do you remember that? And he just kind of sails over. Not, mm-hmm. not by much, but it's like, oh, one of our best opportunities. Yeah, that was a great – I mean, if that had gone in, that's one of those legendary Sounders goals, you know? Yeah, but that's just like that's that's the opportunity opportunities he gets with Rudy is on the field and Nico knowing each other so well mm-hmm. that the people forget about Rusnak and they forget about Roldan that are hanging out right there in that danger zone and then you got the wingers with Jordan Morris and I think that's what's going to give two opportunities. Uh, now, uh, that, that kind of distraction. Yeah, that's that's what I want to ask you though. Is even though um, you know Bruin isn't maybe up there where where you think he should be. The one thing that we did... I'm going to open a beer. I apologize. Oh, yeah, do it. It's it's an Alaskan Amber, by the way. It's a fairly local. Fairly. Ooh, that sounds good. I'm here with my Perrier. I guess I've been spending too much time with French people. Yeah, because, you know, she drinks that in France. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, the thing that we saw when Chu was most successful was him being able to beat the defender and then cross it into the box uh, or get past him and run at the box. I'm wondering if you felt like he was still doing that enough in the game, because even if Bruins not there, we've seen time and time again, whether it's crossing it uh, at the front of the box or taking that step back and crossing at the trailer who in the day, back in the day, it would have been uh, Christian Roldan coming through mm-hmm. or a Jordan Morris. Um, when you put it in the box, and make the ball go to dangerous places, things can happen. It can bounce off people. It can go in the goal. Um, as we saw when Nuhu knocked it into our own goal, um, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I guess we wanted Nuhu to score, but that's not really what we meant. <laughs> yeah, I don't put it on him too much. He's uh, really in the way. No, right? and, and, and really, I don't know. I, I'll confess I don't know the rules well enough on this. But I've on that goal, I felt that Joseph Martinez was shielding Fry like he was a basketball defender. Yeah. And I think that should have been considered part of the play. But also Fry had no chance to save that. He wasn't saving that. it whether he was there or not. So I don't they know where the it. rule lies. Yeah, they mentioned this during the broadcast that they're trying to make an emphasis on this. But if you watch it again, you also see uh, Yamar out of bounds. Oh, just to the right of the goal. Uh, he followed the defender out. Um, and I guess historically, technically, yes, they are still considered part of That's this, but it wasn't really too. called because he's like, he's not part of the, he's not part of the play, but what you could tactfully do and use that and, and screw with that rule is, Oh, I just, I just went off the field. So now you that gave yourself offside. up. Well, yeah. Well, no. If if I just immediately stepped off oh, I see. the end line, now that player that Joseph Martinez is offside, yeah, and he's interfering. But if I stayed one foot on, then he's not. So I guess players were historically. I mean, I've never really thought about that, but that that's what the, that's what John uh, Champion and what's his face Twelman um, were talking about, and I was like, oh, that's a good point because now that you say that, yeah, that is a pretty crappy tactic to do against the as a loophole not really a loophole um because the rule is there you can't even if you're out of bounds you you were that's that's a lot of crap happens in the six so uh, whatever and 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 i was looking for fry's reaction yeah the last defender so joseph martinez was in the right to stand there and in my opinion and you know don't get the ball in that position there was none to joseph martinez 
yeah. even with his asshole in his nose. <laughs> <laughs> he did not react like, hey, why don't be there next time. Yeah. Uh, hey, did you guys see that? No, he completely just turned around and got the ball and was like, fuck. Um, so I'm not upset about it. I feel like that goal plus, I don't know, I, I it was such a wonder shot that I hate to say this, but Alex. No, it wasn't. Alex it was a needed, great shot. Alex, he was wide open. Alex needed to close in on yep. this defender in the second goal. He left him wide open. He needed to close in. Gutmann. Um, it was a great shot regardless. Fry had no chance. There's nothing Fry could have done to save that. Um, but uh, you give it, If you give it to him and they take it, then we deserve. Yeah, you just can't leave that up. much space. And nope. you can't leave that much space and, and, and to give it up in the, in the 94th minute when the game is 95 minutes long is just brutal. Again, I shut my laptop. I didn't watch the end. I mean, that was the end, right? Yeah. There was, I don't think there's maybe one play. A but. game where a tie was probably warranted, right? Like we could, we could have walked away with a tie. We, uh, I think a tie felt fair. Yeah. And there's no one I think in the league who knows Schmetz are better than their coach. You know what sucks? What? He's had one other former assistant to coach head-to-head against, and it happened a few weeks ago. Hmm. And you know what the result was against Chicago with Ezra Hend- oh, yeah. Hendrickson? They gave another up a goal right at the end. <laughs> no, we lost 2 nothing in that one, didn't we? I don't know. I don't even remember. You um, know what? I was dying of COVID, so <laughs> <laughs> I was in a Chicago hotel room and not at the game. Remember that? No, my memory, <laughs> I remember early May, and it's just foggy ever since. And I'm, and I'm continuing just to stay in this like week-long rolling memory. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm with you. So yeah, it's uh, it, it's I don't I'm not panicking. I did say we need at least four points out of this uh, these two games this week in our Discord. So another shout out to our Discord. Look down in your show description. Join us, please. Um, Dan Boniface is there. Yeah, come and hang some out. Some hardcore with Dan. listeners are in there. Kenny, we got Tor, Connor, Kenny, we got OG Rick. So hey uh, hey, hey hey Tim, I know you're listening right now. Get on the Discord. Get on the Discord and join us for some discussion. Hey, Cameron, I know you're listening. Hey, <laughs> get in the Discord. <laughs> you're right. I need to go on the Discord too. I'm just. It's one of everybody those poops, man. That's where we all get on the Discord. Is it's one of those things where I have so many apps and I, I have like seven different uh, slacks that I'm having to deal with and stuff like that. Discord, I, I just forget. So uh, I will. I will make a habit of it, but if you know me in real life, remind me. <laughs> I know you in real life, and you do remind me. I'm constantly. just trying to put you. I'm just trying to put you on the spot while we're recording. I'm not yeah. editing this out. You no, know, keep it in there for all, by all means. Like I'm, I'm willing to admit that uh, my brain doesn't work. It hasn't worked for years. But uh, you know, I used to be really, really smart, and then I went to law school. And it and it fried my brain. I feel like I have a computer with a bad sector, and it's just circling over and over again. I never understood why my dad was so goofy, and now I get it because I'm just like, "Duh, what's going on now, Sanders?" Yeah. <laughs> well, you sound smart to me. So, so I do want to say something. We are looking at the live standings right now. I believe we're eighth. We are eighth, one point out of the playoffs. Behind Portland. Behind Portland. But yeah. we have a match. We have, we have a game in hand. We do. Uh, and a game in hand against um, at least half of the teams above us. Mm-hmm. Although LAFC yeah, LA is, is one, 
We have they have a game in hand on us. <laughs> yeah, LA is running away. <laughs> they're just away balling with it. right now. They're running. I mean, they're running away with it. I think uh, they are solidly. I mean, they're nine points ahead of New York, who I think is the highest in the East on points per game. Uh, uh, they might be even with Philly on points per game, um, but still, like, whew, it's uh, it's wild. But I will say, I will say, we just mentioned that Chicago uh, win against us. Mm-hmm. I'm proud of them. I'm proud of them for coming behead, together behind Ezra. Their uh, front, their ownership sucks. Like their ma- their management, I'll say, sucks. Ezra's doing a great job. I've heard through the grapevine uh, from some of my sources that some of the players weren't so sure about Ezra. That they were really struggling with him. At least three players were really struggling with Ezra, but were willing to give him a chance. And what have we seen since I had that conversation uh, with my quote unquote source? They have won over and over again and now have gone from 14th place in the East up to seventh. So if there's one thing we can say is the Sounders are to help our own. So we, we helped Ezra, uh, you know, Atlanta's in 12th. They really needed some help. We helped out Gonzo. So, you know, <laughs> hey, we're just a Pricky don't team. go anywhere, though. I mean, oh, <laughs> we're going to be if half the league is our assistant <laughs> coaches. We're uh, <laughs> hanging out with. Vermees at the bottom of the table. Oh, dude, I never want to do anything with Peter Vermees. <laughs> Don't blame me. Vermees sounds like an STD, doesn't it? God, I Vermees, mean, I man. Think it is. Oh, I, dude, I'm sorry. I, yeah, take very, this little sip of this and you'll uh, be all better. In why isn't there prep for Vermees? <laughs> um, all right. Well, how are you feeling? How are you, how are you feeling? Where do you think this is going? So I'll say this. When we were going to record last night, I was coming in like just completely downtrodden, completely uh, what's wrong with this team. Like this is not our Sounders team. They've lost 12 games, which if they lose two more of the season, which they're bound to do, uh, maybe uh, that they'll be tied for the most losses ever. This is, but, but it's weird because this is when healthy, the most talented Sounders team we've ever had. Um. And I think part of the difference is we're winning games we used to tie. But we're also losing games we used to tie. Yeah. <laughs> so, so we're not tying anything. So, yeah, we're either winning or losing. Both. But in the West, we're tied for the third most wins. Um, we just have the most losses. Yeah, we have yeah. 10 wins, yeah. which is – it doesn't feel like we do. That's that's, that's what makes no. a tie stats. So it's because we only have two surprising. draws. And, and look at Portland, who only has seven wins, but 12 draws and six losses. They have half the losses of us. But because Cross city USA, but because yeah, no kidding. Uh, uh, you know, it's interesting because who's ahead of us? Portland. Um, we lost to them. Yeah, we, yeah, we did. I left at halftime. Yes, was out. we did. Nashville's ahead of us. We lost to them. Um, Salt Lake. Did we play them yet? I can't remember. We played them coming up. Uh, Minnesota. We did. We, Minnesota. I think we beat Dallas. We, we beat them. Austin. We did we tie at Austin, and then we've lost to LAFC. So. Uh, oh, but did we beat LAFC too? So um, no, we did not. We lost. Okay, we lost and we tie. lost. A, 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 I remember it was really early on a Real Salt Lake because of Rusnak. That was oh, our second match. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, we yeah, lost yeah. one nothing because yep. we lost two games in a row one nothing. Yep, yep. So then we beat LA. All the teams Galaxy. ahead of us, except for the Dallas, has beaten us this season, or uh, except for maybe Austin. I can't remember. No, yeah, I can't remember. Speaking of which, I almost went to the Austin game last night. I didn't. I'm what? kind of I'm I I was yeah, I was having a bad this night. Is, 
so I went to the gym and said and got some endorphins going and, and uh, ate some good food. But I should have because San Jose scored in like the 87th minute to tie it 3-3, and that was the final. <laughs> no, that would have been a fun one. So, yeah. No, San- I think you'd be rooting for Austin, though, wouldn't you? Just... Pr- probably, but if you look at the standings, well, like, San Jose's, San... yeah, I, I, and so, you got San Jose history. Yeah, I not... used to, I used to go to, I used to go to earthquake games all the time, yeah. but they aren't that earthquakes team. They're the Houston Dynamo because my earthquakes team moved to Houston. Yeah, people don't really realize that, and I honestly had forgotten and didn't know that for a long time. But which that's uh, a, that's a it's such a young league to yeah. have that kind of like. Baltimore Ravens type stuff happened. It's weird. I, I heard a crazy thing today that I had never thought about before, but it's completely unrelated, but related in this sense. Uh, in 1974 or so, uh, the owner, basically uh, Buffalo Braves and the Boston Celtics traded franchises. So the way we think about it is they just switched owners. But really what happened was Boston moved to buffalo and buffalo moved to boston physically no one moved but legally that's what happened so the boston braves then moved to san diego and became the clippers so the first 12 or 13 clip uh boston championships are technically legally the clippers even though we celebrate them as the boston championships the clippers have yeah the clippers have tons and tons of championships so i'm saying so is that technically like okc has a championship right it's the same thing uh which they do they took our championship we had two years in or in seattle to get the legislature to give money to build stadium or we were losing our championship um now we get it back if we we get it back if we get the sonics back no elite no I do think Clay Bennett will sell it to us, though. Meaning he doesn't like the Sonics. He doesn't care about the Sonics. Um, I know someone who no longer works for the Sounders, but used to, who worked for the Sonics. And he said that he had a a rookie of the year, Kevin Durant jersey in his office. And he came and told them to take it down because he didn't want any green and gold up in the offices. In fact, they reupholstered all the chairs so they wouldn't be green and gold. That's how much Clay Bennett hated Seattle. So he never cared about our team. He cared about stealing them, which was obviously the case. And if you want to learn more about that, isn't there a documentary? That <clears throat> yeah. Is- you can, ch- you can check out Sonic skate, <laughs> a, a film of which I am the associate producer or production. I don't know. I'm, I'm one of the producers on it. Um, Some foggy. Lo- I think I don't know. If they, law guy on it. I think they still have it. Uh, ESPN classics had it licensed for a while uh they may still and so they show it a lot but you can find uh if you search around say youtube you can find the original two-hour version rather than the 44 minute version that's on tv right now i think the two-hour one's on youtube yeah yeah it is yep it's online director especially if you're a sonics fan you get all the history that's a lot of what gets cut out i i i I got to the point because we were touring showing it that uh i would watch the history of the sonics and then as soon as it gets into them moving, I would leave and go do something else because I just couldn't handle it anymore. Yeah, yeah I don't blame you. Alrighty. Um, I'm content. Mm. How yeah, do you feel? It, so that's, that's what I'm going to say. Like, I guess I went a long way to saying, because uh, we went on a bunch of tangents, that... As we do. If, if we had recorded that's last we, that's night... That's why we're called Scuttlebutt. Yeah, if we had recorded last night, I was done. Like, I was like, the season's over. This, this is I terrible. Agree. But after our conversation today, you've convinced me that... Uh, not all hope is lost. We've got Rui Diaz coming back. Um, we have the best team in the MLS. We just have to play like it. 
Yeah. And I guess the only thing I am worried about is Nico's knees. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> so and we got to find the thing. Is, I think we have the talent. Obviously, I know we have the talent, but we have the talent for the the remaining schedule, the midweek games, the there's the random stuff that pops up that you have to kind of adjust to. I, I think all it's needed is just, just try to figure out what is the right mix, what is the right consistency what's the right tactic for these players and i think it's been a struggle ever since jp and i think it's so indicative of how important and shut such a short time he became Mm -hmm. without being a guy like nico who's getting assists and goals although you look at him and he did have the assists and goals it just wasn't you know 10 goals, 12 assists like Nico had in his first, you know, whatever games. Like he came on like is this the best player of this side of the globe? Like who didn't get Nico when we did? We didn't know who the hell he was. Like unless you are really into, you know, South American football, you didn't know who Nico was. Mm-mm. And 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 the same with with Joao Paulo. Like did he play outside of Brazil? I don't think so. Like I don't I don't and maybe if he did, it, it wasn't, and I don't know, but he, he is, I think for locker room, for the field, just, just the, the, everything, it, it shows how difficult to replace that man is. It, it, and, and obviously not having Rui Diaz. And I think he's right up there too, but he's the clear, obvious, you don't have Rui Diaz. Like right now, if we had even JP back, I think we'd play better if we were to lose Nico and keep Rui Diaz for a stretch of games versus if we lost mm-hmm. Nico, what, yeah. what did I already say? And, yeah, or yeah, yeah. the reverse, right? Yeah, because yeah. we, so, we have more depth at midfield than we exactly. do at, at forward. And and the answer to your question is no. Uh, he, uh, Joe Paulo has only played in Brazil his whole career since he started his youth career in 2004. To bring, bring and, Chris Henderson back. Just <laughs> screw it, Miami, dude. Like, it's whatever. Like, We'll all get a GoFundMe for Chris Henderson. <laughs> like, <laughs> I got a Barclay travel card. I'll help with the miles. Like, dude, like clearly you're a genius. I know you're not alone in the scouting. Yeah, um, that's, that's the thing I'm going to say is I think we might have the the real Chris Henderson, what we think he is on our team, and that's his brother, Sean Henderson. So, uh, you, think, you think he's got the actual oh, I think he's the discerning one who, eye? Yeah, like um, Chris, I think obviously amazing, amazing uh, talent. Um, belongs as a GM, which is why he couldn't stay here. Um, mm-hmm. But uh, and also, you always want your people to go on and do better things, even though it's sad to lose them, because that means people are going to want to come work to you when they know yeah. that you're going to allow them to go work for other teams. That's um, that's true. And and, and so I think uh, him being the sporting director at uh, Inter Miami is great for us. Um, and his brother is still here, who who's who does is still pulling that magic. I mean. I think between our youth system and what we can see in years to come, I'm not worried about it. I just, I don't want this to be the year we miss the playoffs. Come on guys. If we're one and done, at least get see, us. I'm not. And I'm, and that's where I feel. It's just that I, I don't think we're missing the playoffs until we do. So mm-hmm. especially we're on trajectory for something we've done before. So there's precedence. It's just, there was no precedence for any team ever before us. So uh, say to do it, to do it again, uh, strike, have lightning strike twice is asking for a lot. I don't think we're even there yet. Um, we know that the team has something, whereas that that year 
it looked like we were in dire straits. Mm-hmm. Um, we fired our coach. We're yeah. not firing our coach. No. We're not even close to that. No, I think <laughs> no one's saying that. So uh, I think he's going to write out this contract and then ride into the sunset, you know, as the, the greatest coach in Seattle history, probably of any sport, um, which is crazy to say, but I think when you rationalize it, yeah, yeah, better, you know, he'll go away. Belichick though. No, no, Seattle coach, Seattle. Seattle. Oh, okay. So I better than Don, well, better than Don James, better than Lou Pinella, um, you know, better than Pete Carroll. I think, I think he comes out as probably the greatest coach in Seattle history. That's fair. Uh, we still right. want to see more, though. We still want to see more. Oh yeah, uh, we're not done. All right, man. Well, um, let's let the night audit do run their audit without someone hanging out in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, um, you know all about that, right? I do. I, I don't have to do that anymore. I hated getting those call out calls. Uh, hotel guy here. Um, so everybody, I do appreciate you appreciate you listening. And if you enjoyed the show, please uh, give us the five stars. This certainly helps uh, get yeah. our show out there. Uh, on all, we don't say all it, we don't say it enough, but yeah, I, no, I hate it. it does help us. And and um, just because it, it gets it gets more people listening because they feature it on different places. Like I don't care what platform you're on. Do it there. We'd love it. Please. Thank you. And then subscribe, even though that's a cliche statement. Mm-hmm. Like and subscribe, but the subscribe means downloads, and downloads are what the the stat of the podcast world. So yeah. if we can get download stats, then uh, people are looking at us, and then we can uh, spend more time making content for you guys. Because right now, this is out of pocket, and I'm in a garage. <laughs> well, you know <laughs> so. Before you leave your garage, uh, we didn't mention who we're playing next. Oh, okay. Would you like to say that? Uh, I think we have a little break, right? And then uh, we are playing... Uh, oh, gosh. I have it up. It's late at night. I'm trying to... I, I knew it a second ago. Now, uh, I have it up. We play, we play at Salt Lake next? Mm-hmm. No, no, we no Salt, Lake. Salt Lake's coming to us. Yeah. Yeah, so that that is in one week from today. And then, and then the following Friday, we play at Galaxy. So um, mm-hmm. we, have, we have three... That's a big game because we have, what, one, two, three road games in a row to end August at Galaxy, at Portland, and at Orlando City. And I'll be in Portland. Uh, my buddy lives, um, shit, I don't know the neighborhoods, but <laughs> he lives in the city yeah. uh, kind of area. So oh, yeah. um, Remind I'm me to go? make sure we get you those tickets. Hmm? You know, you need, you, you need tickets to the game, yeah? Yeah. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking about going to my new coach of my ECS pub team. We don't have a name yet, but we have uh, Rainier jerseys. Um, Nicholas. Yeah. I'm an ECS pub player. So now so now I, I have a gorilla ties, kind of, mm-hmm. with you, and then mm-hmm. uh, ECS with that. Even though I haven't paid a membership for either. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe I'll, I should do it for both, just because I feel bad for saying that on uh, my podcast. You should, do it for, <laughs> you should join every supporter group for the Sounders, because we are equal opportunity... Supporting everyone. That is a good point. Damn it. <laughs> Next paycheck. Wait, wait. Got good you. Thinking. Got you. So, uh, uh, yeah. So, like and subscribe, folks. Yep. And uh, where can they find you on the internet? They can find me on the internet on Twitter at A A R O N L I N G L E Y. Have you set up so. that Instagram yet? Because I have all these Instagram stories and stuff I want to keep sharing with you. And then I go, oh, yeah, you're not on Instagram, so I can't. No. Just do it. Just do it. Anyways, you can find me at Legal Mr. Discord. Punk. Yeah, that's right. 
<laughs> I'll come on the Discord, I promise. Okay. Hey, I'll, I'll, I'll do my Instagram if you do, if okay. you get on Discord. It's a deal. Okay? It's a deal. Yeah, let me see you on Discord for uh, one day ever for the next week. And okay. I'll make so, at Legal Minded Punk, all one word, just like spelled just like it sounds, on both uh, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever else you find uh, social media stuff. All right, everybody. Take it away, James. Bye. You can follow the Sounders Scuttlebutt podcast on Twitter at SSFC Scuttlebutt. And for all inquiries, including questions for the gents or sponsorship opportunities, please email contact at scuttlebuttproductions.com. Be sure to subscribe to the show for new episodes following every Sounders FC match. And don't forget to share your feedback by rating and reviewing. And you can follow me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at BritVoxus. That's BritVoxUS. We'll see you at Lumen and go Sounders. Alexa, who's the best MLS team of all time? The Seattle Sounders are both unequivocally and the best MLS team of all time.